Hello and welcome to the Fed by Farmers podcast with me, Cammie Wilson. And me, Iona Murray. Iona, how have you been this week? I've been well. Yes, tell me one thing you've done. Um, been here most of the time. Yes, you are working like, not, well, not quite working like a slave. Um, <laughs> no, you're paying me. A slave would get evenings off. <laughs> <laughs> you would hope, you would hope. But yeah, no, th- but things are going well. Yeah, they are. Yeah, we're looking forward to a big summer season here and we've got some exciting stuff happening with Fed by Farmers. With the clothing range, not going to announce that just yet, but we will announce something big very, very soon. What about me? How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. I just, I just need somebody <laughs> to ask that. Do you know, it just makes me feel better knowing that someone cares. <laughs> so yeah, no, I've had a good week just scanning every day. In yeah. fact, literally just rushed here. I'm late as usual to to make this podcast, and we've just been scanning every day. How are you? How do you find scanning? Do you enjoy it, or is it just a means to an end? Uh, do you know? I said before that I don't enjoy it that much, but actually, I, I, do you know? This can sound crazy. I enjoy it so much more now that you're doing all the other work. Yeah, so it's not in the back of your head. Oh, yeah, because before it was always like high pressure, you know, like I've probably been to six or seven different places today. You're trying to communicate with all those farmers, oh. trying to pick accurate times that you'll be there. It's a nightmare. Because I hate folks standing about waiting uh, and then do that, you know, one, two days in advance all the time. So you're constantly on your phone mm-hmm. making calls, text messages, try to judge things, balance things. Then someone has to change their plans and you have to rejiggle it. Nightmare. And before you started uh, working in here, I had to do all of that and all of the emails and everything mm-hmm. else in the evenings. And it was just like phew, too much. Too much. Today's podcast, of course, brought to you in partnership with Crystal X and Animax. Great for us. Working with the so same good. folk for a solid year. That is the plan. They're tied in now. There's no backing out. I can go on some mad offensive rant. And, you know, it's, they didn't even put that in the contract. Did they not? No, like if, yeah, it's like there's no small We print. can literally say what we want. Whatever we like. Can we? Mad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mad. Like, I'm a wee bit nervous. Yeah, it's yeah. Nah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We keep it very PC. My mum listens, so I've got to be careful. Yeah. But yeah, we've got a wee bit of that behind. We've got other things to come. We've got some Animax boluses, trace your boluses to come, jazz the place out. I've obviously worked with Crystalix forever. Animax is a new thing for me, but we're going to give it a go. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to use it and, and work with it. The great thing with working with them, they've got really slick adverts, and you're going to hear a bit more of that later on the podcast. What sort of money's in scanning? Crazy money. Like what? Oh, so like I charge anywhere from 55 to 65 pence, generally speaking, right, for, okay. for scanning. So how much would you make in an average? How much did you make today? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, so today I did 660. You're going to add it up? Right, okay, I'll do the maths. Okay. Is this, this might be like counterproductive, focal but like... What do you need to do all the other stuff for if you're scanning sheep? <laughs> so 660 at one place. So what am I doing? Oh, I, oh I'm just adding Yeah, up just the add sheep. them up. 660. Then we did uh, we did a, a 200. And then I did a 262. And then there was a 399. Because we were like, oh, 399. <laughs> um, and then I did a little, a small job that was just 48 uh, Herdwicks. Well, that's pretty slightly different, but let's just keep it the same okay. structure. What about there? 1569. 1569. I think that might be it. And then you're charging what, did you say? 55 pence. 
sometimes and by 0.55. Yep. And then is that in pence? No, that's that's, that, that's in pounds. £862.95. Mm, not sure if you've worked that. Aye, that must be right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Decent day. Yeah, fair play. Decent day for a Sunday. For yeah, a Sunday. take but, it easy on a Sunday. Yeah, we usually do just, you know, because it's the Lord's Day and it's what he would have wanted. Absolutely, of course he would have. Yes. Um, good old Jason. <laughs> Yeah, good day actually when you put it that way. But I don't, I don't think, I genuinely never think about it like that for a no, second. No, I know. Uh, I mean, w- the farm overdraft just now is sitting roughly about minus 28,000. So, is it? Yeah, so, but it, it peaks How do tops. you feel like that about that? But I suppose. Never worry for a second. No. Never worry because as long as the value of the stock is more than the value of the debt, I never worry. Then you're not in debt. It, well, exactly. You know, it's minus 28,000 in the overdraft, which to most farmers, like, is nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, most farmers have huge overdrafts. Not well. Would most farmers... No, maybe not most farmers. A lot of farmers have huge overdrafts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 28,000 when you have 1,400 sheep running. Yeah. You know, you know, if we say 1,400 sheep, even for easy counting at £100 a head, you'd, you'd be looking at 140. So you're, you're well in yeah. positive. So I never worry about it. You know, it's if, if, if someone came to me and said, that has to be repaid tomorrow, you would just phone, you can do it. phone the market and say... Give me twenty eight thousand. I'm gonna sell my sheep. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Right. Um, let's introduce so, this podcast. No, but hang on. We've talked so much now. Should we not just make this the Q and A? Q and A. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Should we not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So just Change. cut that introduce bit, and we'll just then we'll do the introduce at the end. Okay. Okay. So we should we we, we didn't do any questions last time. We're catching up on your trip to Thailand. To be honest, I think you know when I listen to podcasts. I quite enjoy just the general chat. About yeah. what's, it's like, see all that nonsense there? Like you're just doing maths and making me look like I'm making a lot of money <laughs> and now nobody will invest in the podcast or anything I do ever again because scanning. But, but if, should we talk about why scanning is so much money? Yes, let's. Now, there's a few... It's quite a hard one to justify, I think. Okay. But I'll try. The main reason is, one, it's incredibly difficult to learn. Why? Like, because it's very hard to get work and when you're doing the job and you're learning you don't know you're making a there's no immediate feedback oh yeah you've got to wait till they you've got to wait till it's too late and then by that point you can't remember so if you scan a sheep and you look at the screen and say right that's twins Mm -hmm. when the farmer phones you in april and says oh there's a lot of triplets you don't know what one you looked at was wrong no and you don't know what mistake you're making yeah you don't know what mistake you're making so I mean, there's ways to to negotiate that a little bit. And like I did a, a training course with uh, Progressive Animal Services. Check them out on Facebook if you want to learn to scan. Duncan uh, Kennedy and David and, and Bruce Gallagher take a course down in Thornhill and, and Dumfries. Mm-hmm. So I did the beginner and the advanced. The following year, I uh, was mentored, uh, Hugh Blythe. I, I went around with him a lot and got a bit of experience with Hugh, who does your scanning, mm-hmm. of course, at Chris Flat. I then... Uh, I didn't particularly, but I know other boys. One guy like Ryan McLean, who is Highland Agricultural Contractors, he did a great way of learning. He had his sheep scanned by an experienced scanner mm-hmm. uh, early on and then just kept scanning them. So he had maybe 80 sheep and he would scan them, see how he got on, come back a week later, 
scan them again. And then it was just clever, very clever, because yeah. then he's got the experience of scanning sheep at every stage. Yes, that's a great idea. And just kept doing it until he was getting them all right, um, or more or less getting them all right. And then um, that that was a great way to learn. Because, mm. you know, if you get 80 sheep professionally scanned of your own, you could scan 400 sheep a day, every mm. day, till you learn it. Okay, it's the same sheep, same 80 sheep you're scanning. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, you mark them so you can't see it when you're sitting down, mm. and it's a great way to learn. So that that is what I would advise them doing it. But... So that's one of the things that's difficult to learn. And I went, when I first started, I went from being Cammy Wilson, the good sheep shearer, to Cammy Wilson, the useless sheep scanner. Right, okay. Very quickly. And as you know, bad news travels a lot faster. Yeah. You know, a farmer won't go, some shearer that boy. They'll say, I had him in scanning my sheep, he's absolutely useless. Yeah. And there is people out there that will say that about yeah. me. Like, because... Well, you have to learn though. Oh, you do, but it, like... Once you've blown your chance at a place, yeah, you're, done. You're, you're useless forever. Mm -hmm. Like I'll still go to places, you know, I'll go to places where they've had somebody that I know is a good scanner in, but because they were at the start of their journey, they'll say they're absolutely they've useless. Them off. Aye, oh, they're useless. But well, yeah, they were useless when they were just starting. Yeah. But they're not now, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, you just have to be upfront. So yeah, very difficult to learn. It was very hard on the ego. I definitely struggled with that when I started. Mm -hmm. You know, it was hard to be go from being this hardworking, tidy sheep shearer. To be in the useless sheep scanner. Yeah. It was a sore one. Were people quite honest with their feedback or was it more through the rumour mill? No, yeah. I would generally ask for feedback, yeah. Okay. I would, and I would, you have to be upfront with people. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be upfront with people and say you're just learning. Like if you go and try and do 400 years and pretend you're an expert, they'll know straight away you're yeah. lying to them. So what's the point? You're better to be honest about it. What I did when I started, and this is another thing you need to factor in, is that the, the startup costs are huge. So now I think it's about £18,000 for the scanner. You are joking. Yeah, don't quote me that. It's about that. It's about that. Somebody commented on Facebook the other day. That's what they're at now. Wow. So that's for the scanner and the probe. And, and this is like ultrasound technology. It's the same as what midwives use mm -hmm. in the hospitals. So you're scanning your probe, 18,000. The crate, so I got one from Duncan Kennedy, which at the time I think was about 3,000. So we're at 21,000 now to get going. I then got a trailer. You don't have to get a trailer. You know, I got a trailer, although my trailer was very cheap. But let's throw another thousand in for that, twenty-two thousand. Mm -hmm. You've then your pickup to yeah. pull it, although mine's is cheap. <laughs> Going by the auto trader listing right now. <laughs> but it's not an auto trader, don't look. But yeah, so you've then your pickup to pull the stuff. The course. The course is seven hundred pounds, I think, for the beginner course. Maybe the same again for the advanced. Mm -hmm. Huge layout. Yeah. So you need to lay out, let's say let's say you lay out twenty one thousand and you don't have any work. Do you know how you know what I mean? Unless you are taking over a run from someone, or someone is going to feed you jobs like you did for me hard. to get me started, like how do you get started? You know, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of folk try it and and give it up, and and I can understand. And yeah, it's it's getting the work. So mm -hmm. you've laid out twenty one thousand, and then what's better is for the first couple of years, like any decent sized job I got, I just did it for nothing. Did you? Yeah, like small lots that were a bit of a nuisance doing two or three, you know, a few sheep here and there. Mm -hmm. You would charge for them, of course, but like if I got a good big run at sheep and a great chance to get on and a job that I would want to really keep mm -hmm. forever, mm -hmm. you know, I would do it for, for nothing. So who can afford? I was working in the police at the time, so I could afford to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I took yeah. out a personal loan to buy the scanner, which at the time was only 12,000. I believe it's 18 now. It was only 12 when I bought it. Um, so I took out a loan to buy all the gear and then I could work for nothing for two years. Because you had, so had another Because job. I had another job mm -hmm. and I was shearing and stuff. So like anyone wants to get into scanning, you need to think to yourself, let's lay out 21,000 and then do it for nothing for two years. And be willing And the to hope that you get some work. 
Yeah. That's that, that's that doesn't guarantee you any work. Yeah. Because it's getting more and more. There's more and more people doing it now. Um, it's very very. Mm-hmm. You know, there is more and more people doing it. But yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, it's not a difficult like. It's difficult to get it right and be accurate. It is difficult, but it's is not. It, see now, is, is it still difficult? I still make plenty of mistakes. Yeah, but oh, I mean. Yeah. No, I don't find it so difficult. Like the, I was at a place today that was an absolute nightmare, but that was because I was late getting there. They should have been scanned probably three week, two three weeks ago. Dairy farm, straight off the grass, triplets, nightmare. My wrist was a bit to fall off. That's difficult. Okay. But no, I, I generally speaking, I've got my farmers well, fairly well tuned up now. The sheep are in, emptying out before I get there. Okay. And emptying out means like emptying their stomachs because if they're full of grass, it's very difficult to scan. So no, I, I don't find it particularly hard mm-hmm. now. And as I say, really enjoying it this year, enjoying just getting about, getting the crack Good. and and not having to worry about all the things that are happening for buy. So that, that maybe puts an idea into why it's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is a big risk, big layout. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, obviously I wasn't doing 1500 sheep in a day. When I first started, you could barely do 300 in a day. Mm-hmm. It'd take you all day. Build it up. And you'd be in agony. So, yeah. It's a tricky... It's one of those things... Everyone, Loads of people in my position would love to be sheep scanners, but it's a hard one to get into. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. And one day, like, who knows, one day I might get to scan your dad's sheep. I'm always saying to Hugh, if he's ever... <laughs> if he's ever want to give up Chris Flat, <laughs> give me a phone, you know? You'll get a good lemon drizzle. But you know he loves it too much. He still goes. Aye, he loves it. Crystalic's extra high energy feed blocks provide high energy supplementation to ewes, lambs and rams. Manufactured using a unique patented process, Crystalic's extra high energy lasts up to three times longer than some other blocks. Packed full of energy, protein, vitamins, minerals and trace elements, Crystalic's extra high energy supports optimum animal health and performance. Unlock your flock potential and improve farm profitability from as little as four pence per head per day. Crystalix. We've got it licked. Um, so yes, do we have some questions to answer this week? We do. Right, let's have do some it. questions. Should, should should we talk about the farmer protests? Yes. Do you have any thoughts on it? Um, do you follow any of it? Uh, I've caught up with bits and bobs. To be honest, not a huge amount. Yeah, I, I'm getting messages from people who want me to get involved with it, and. Like I'll give my I'll give my quick thoughts on it. Eh? This is a Cammy Wilson podcast here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> l- let me give my quick thoughts on it. I have listened to a podcast I, about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna speak to Andrew from Farm Theory. If you, by the way, if you haven't check out Farm Theory on TikTok and he's on YouTube as well. Like, if you're a dairy farmer, definitely check him mm-hmm. out. He's really scientific, really clever. Um, without being arrogant, like he's setting. He's, this is the way he wants to do it. Okay. But he's not like you have to do it this way. He's like this is what works for me. Mm-hmm. And and I'm showing you that I'm doing it, um, and I really like his stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So what does he do? Just videos and things. Yeah. Well, he does a lot of TikToks, like answering mm. questions and showing. He's like a program. He can program things and stuff. Okay. He's got crazy things. So like he'll he'll show you. He has this chart or graph he's done to show where every tractor has been on every field on the farm to look for compaction. Really. So it must be through GPS and the tractor. I, I assume. That he can see what parts of the field. How many times it's gone over? Yeah, so he can see what parts of the field have are likely to have compaction issues because of where the tractor. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's clever or just really, really sad. 
Andrew won't mind me saying that. <laughs> he knows that himself. Uh, so yeah, no, we're going to speak to him about it because he knows a lot more about these European uh, protests than I do, as well as uh, Sandy, who's farm stock. He speaks well about it on TikTok. He's in the Farmers Weekly podcast now. He's co-hosting oh. that. Farmers Weekly podcast, actually, good podcast. Used to be very, very Tory. Right, okay. But it's... it's, it's Changing? Definitely, yeah. I feel it's a bit better balanced now. Okay. Yeah, bit better balance. Well, that's because I've taken on a West of Scotland man, mm-hmm. uh, and and Sandy's on Sandy Kirkpatrick, uh, I believe it is. Sorry if it's Kilpatrick. Sandy Kirkpatrick, I'm sure it is. Um, on Farmers Weekly is good. I even been listening to Farming Today, BBC Four. Wow. Just well, just because I I just listen to podcasts all day. So the protests. <laughs> yes, the po- protests. I so I've been asked to say it's different. See, because I think agriculture is like a devolved thing. Mm-hmm. So I think the farmers in Wales who had a, a large meeting in Welsh Pool last week absolutely are at a spot where they probably need to protest. Okay, why? Because from what I have seen, the the Welsh government are hell-bent on this green agenda and by the looks of it, they're mm-hmm. going to make farmers plant 10% of their farm. That's a very rough, what I've just I've got from it that they're going to make the farmers, at least in Scotland, for comparison, in Scotland the government just buys the farms and then plants yeah. them. But if you had the money, you could outbid the government for that farm. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fairer playing field than being forced. Like no one here has been forced. Like if you if you want to keep farming, you're not forced to plant trees here. Not yet. So they've been given money to do it? Yeah, there is. But that's not the point. It's like... I just don't think that's the point, eh? It's like it's fine if they do. It's, it's fine if they do it like in Scotland. They say you can get this money for planting your farm. Yeah. It's different if they say you will plant your farm and here's some money. Because it's your their land. Well, that's it. And like I have so much respect for for farmers and and landowners that are not planting trees. Okay, why? It's the easy option. Like plant trees, easy option. Take the money. You know I mean? But I think there's also as a, a a side of it where planting trees can be a good thing. Oh, as, see if you have like hill bits that are unproductive. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, trees, mm-hmm. yes, great trees. What I'm meaning is like good fertile yes, ground. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So just to clarify, all for planting trees mm-hmm. on unproductive ground, absolutely. But when there's like there's dairy farms along the road there getting planted in trees. Yeah, that's mad. Um, I mean, I was I was past a farm at Hollybush the other day. Who many people listening to this podcast will know they've got it all fenced up. I mean, it's all like reseeded parks. It's all been double fenced now to be planted in trees. Yeah. Like, it's shocking. Absolutely shocking. But at least nobody's been forced into yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and agriculture in Scotland, as far as I can see, is okay just now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. Farmers you know seem happy. Yeah. Like, beef's good. Lamb's incredible. Dairy's steadying up. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty solid where it is. Germany, what tipped them over the edge and what might tip us over the edge as well if it came about here is they're doing away with the red diesel allowance, like their diesel subsidy, which is like our red diesel. Okay. So essentially we're going to be having to pay full price for diesel, which in a country like Germany and France, but I don't know exactly the whole French thing, but in a country like Germany, that's like massively going to put up the price of food mm-hmm. because it's a huge arable country. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, using so much machinery. Yeah, like Scotland putting the diesel up would be sore on farmers, but it wouldn't be the absolute end of the world, except for your big arrow guys and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, it would it would hit your beef and dairy guys when they're making silage. Mm-hmm. 
massively mm-hmm. put the cost of that up um but it wouldn't be a crippler like it would and obviously why the german farmers went mental because there's so many arable places mm-hmm. hopefully they don't do that it would be madness to me if they do because yeah. the thing with, with diesel subsidy the red diesel doesn't cost the government anything in real terms they don't get the tax off it mm-hmm. like they do with normal diesel but it's not actually costing them anything why not because they're not subsidizing it they just don't tax it right okay do you know okay, what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they're not yeah, giving yeah, the yeah. farmer. It's not like subsidies yeah, yeah, where they're yeah. paying out to the farmer. It's just the red diesel. They're red just is losing money that they didn't have. Just doesn't have the same fuel tax on yeah, it okay. as as normal white diesel has. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually costing them anything, mm-hmm. and it helps keep the food cheap. So it'd be madness. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking about in Germany, but they've obviously reneged on it now. So it shows the power of the yeah. farmers' protest. And France have reneged on their things as well. Have they? Yeah. And in fact, the French farmers are so uh, into it. Oh, I was, I was pumped up see after listening to that podcast with yeah. the french farmer on it and i was like oh, i was behind them all the way yeah. i was like yes yeah and that was farming funny yeah farming, farming funny, funny have a, a good podcast interviewing a french farmer yeah uh, talking about it all and they're very passionate the french farmers yeah and the germans and scottish and farmers are passionate yeah um and it was just interesting that yeah they, they won and i would hope if the welsh farmers go out on on protest that they can have the same effect I don't think us. I, I think with protest, I almost feel that you you get to shoot your shot once. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you have to go hard once. Yeah, and and but it has it, to be for the right reasons. Like we don't have the right reasons here in Scotland. Do you know what I mean? We have no reason to yeah, do okay. a big protest. Yeah, no... The public wouldn't be on side. Cause, yeah, because there's there's nothing really against us just now, yet that the public would get on board with. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it would be a waste. It'd be a waste of a Whereas protest. who knows in five years' time where, and, and it could be in a different situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just see how see how things go. But yeah, I think it's got... So that's my thoughts on it. I don't... There's nothing for me to protest about. Mm-hmm. Welsh farmers, totally different. Mm-hmm. But in a, that kind of selfish way, I've got enough to worry about with myself mm-hmm. just now. Like, you know, sorting out myself and Lizzie and the boys and... and working for our future mm-hmm. i don't have enough time to worry about everything else do you know what i mean yeah at most we might manage to work up worry about this dog legislation mm-hmm. but like, i'm really just focused on working yep and, and and our own thing and if i played devil's advocate would it be such a bad thing this will upset some people Go for it. but you know they talk about subsidy reform and from the rumor i've heard actually i think the subsidies are going up slightly next year oh, are they? so i've been told so i've been told Someone will tell me in the comments if I'm talking mm-hmm. nonsense, but apparently the subsidies in Scotland, that is, are going up slightly next year. Uh, inflation. Inflation. No. <laughs> but would it be such a bad thing for someone like me mm-hmm. if there was no subsidies? Well, do you know that's really interesting because I was speaking to my friends who have never had a subsidy and there was discussions because somebody's subsidy was getting cut or I can't remember and the, they were talking to two people and both of them, neither of them have had subsidies and they're surviving. Mm-hmm. Well, one's a nurse and the other one's a... <laughs> 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 we just stick to farming for a second here, Iona. <laughs> so, okay, so so two people that haven't had subs and they're, I, I'm surviving. Yeah, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here, okay? But I'm just looking at it from the point of view of someone who has no farm. You know, although technically I'm a farmer because I'm farming sheep, mm-hmm. I'm not really a farmer. Mm-hmm. I don't have a farm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I've no steading, I've no, I just rent blocks of land on seasonal grazing. So would it be such a bad thing for me if the subsidy went? That is the question I'm putting out there. I don't know the answer. It could well be that it would be a disaster for me because mm-hmm. then rents would get much higher because the landowners would still want the same money. But because I'm now not getting the sub, the rent has to go up. Yeah. So actually it would cripple me. Every possibility. Or would it open up the whole world? You know, like the whole market? I think it's taking something from somebody who's who have, who have built their life around getting it. Not built their right life around getting it, but if they've got if they're used to getting that money year in, year out, and then they suddenly stop getting it, that's a massive adjustment. Oh, absolutely. Whereas for me, I've never had it, so yeah. it's, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely, and I'm not saying, we sh- I, I absolutely do not think we should do away with subsidies. Like, like, can I just say, I do not think we should do away with subsidies because it, if we do, it's the consumer that has to make up the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the person buying the stuff from the supermarket or the shop that then has to pay the difference. And I always say they're not subsidising the farmers, they're subsidising food. Mm-hmm. But for someone like me who's desperate to get in, would it be such a bad thing? Yeah. That, that, that is just the question I'm asking. Let no, me know what you I think d- on that. I don't know the answer, but let us know. See, you- just a side note. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there about looking after yourself, which made me think about your hernia. How is it? Do you know, actually, when I'm scanning, it's fine. See, because I, my seat sits very upright mm-hmm. and like I'm sitting jammed in. It mm-hmm. never bothers me once. Does it not? Actually, it's been great recently because I'm just What's sitting down all day. It? Well, I tried to do those sheep the other day and I had to let Lizzie take over and she's like 20 odd weeks pregnant. Because <gasps> it's like, see, you're trying to, even with the tapari, when you're trying to like hold the head and work Nightmare. the gun at this and just, but even if I stand up for too long, it so, gives me problems. But, but I don't what, like going about that. No, me neither, time, but I just want to say what's happening with it. Like what? Well, do you know funny, good job you said that actually. I've got an appointment for Tuesday, but I can't go because I'm going to Inverness. Oh, I know, so I need to phone, try and remind me of a way to phone and cancel that. That also reminds me about another question that we got asked about a female who, now I can't remember because I just read it and I can't remember where I read it, so I've not got it in front of me, but she was asking about how Lizzie manages her pregnancy and being around pregnant sheep. Yeah, uh, good question. I uh, There's no danger from the sheep at this stage. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still three months, well, two months away from, jeez, two months away from lambing. Is that right? Oh my god. Two months away from lambing. So there's no real danger at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yeah, as she gets closer. It's a kind of funny one because well, it's not a funny one at all. You just don't go near sheep while they're lambing. It's, it's, it's essentially the dangers in the, uh, you know, enzootic abortion and, mm-hmm. and uh, toxoplasmosis or whatever it's it's called. We just call it enzo and toxo usually. I don't need to worry about the full name. <laughs> but it's, it's these dangerous things that can cause real issues with mm-hmm. women uh, and, and potential abortion and, and things like that. Lizzie at lambing time will be four weeks away from lambing herself. Mm-hmm. So at that stage, it's a lot lower risk, mm-hmm. but we'll not even be chancing it. Like she'll no, just be. And what a lot of folk don't know is mm-hmm. that, that uh, Farm Vet Films Kaz informed me, it, it can pass in the air. So even if you think I'm just going to walk through the lambing shed, you'll be fine. Really? You have to wear a mask. Yep. Because Lizzie, Lizzie before was walking and Kaz yeah. seen it in a lambing vlog and he messaged me, he's like, really? Lizzie That's should really wear a mask because it can, and a lot of folk don't know that. No. Um, my friend, um, well, she's actually had her had her wee girl now. Um, what did she, she call it? Annie. Annie, okay. Yeah, after her gran. Yep. Um, Annie Maeve 
Maeve Smith, like. Okay. Um, Maeve's like in uh, Sex Education, that program. Have you seen that? I, I watched the first season, I think, yeah, but t- a oh, long no, time t- ago. It's yeah. trash, absolute okay. trash. But yeah, anyway, nice um, name. I don't, I'm not really into middle names. I've not got one. No, nah, I don't like middle names. Have you got one? Yeah. What is it? Maybe that's why I don't like middle names. What is it? Smith. Smith. Mum's maiden name. I was just going to say, yeah. if it's your mum's maiden name, that's yeah, the only acceptable way. Yeah, but Who, who's like, oh, I love the name. I love the name Smith. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, needless to say, I never use it. But it's just one of those things that you have to write it out in a form. Like, when do you use a middle name? Like, yeah, that's beneficial. But then my mum is called by her middle name. But everyone knows my mum from by her middle name. Really? Yeah. So there's oh, examples okay. of that, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, no. For Jock has a middle name because it's Lizzie's dad's name. Okay. And he passed away not long before Jock was born. So, you know. That's nice. Absolutely nice. And not much I could argue with that. But Angus doesn't have a middle name. Okay. And the next one won't have a middle name. So we're, we're all good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, tangent, Annie. Annie. So when Susan was pregnant, she, she obviously, she works full time on the farm. And she found it so difficult online to find information about what's safe to use and what's not safe to use when pregnant. And what she found is with a lot of vaccinations and different things, they just say not too while pregnant because just to cover their back but actually there's probably not dangers in it i know but why you vaccinate Aye, but i'm i'm on, I'm on the side of don't risk it why you do i like mm-hmm. like i like I, I don't let lizzie um I say don't let lizzie she still does it sometimes but I, if i'm there or mm-hmm. I, like marissa's there or someone that can control her or have <laughs> influence it some way i don't let her like jag lame sheep or work with a needle at all Right, okay, just in case. Why would you? Yeah, I know, you wouldn't take the risk. For the sake of it, vaccinating yeah. a couple of sheep? Yeah, fair play. What's the point? And no, if you're going to do it, do it with a parry. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing, like, you know, for women working in farming, like Lizzie can still doze sheep and, and dag out sheep and sort yeah. feet so easy because they're controlled. You know, that she doesn't have to worry about them jumping up and, and hitting her. Yeah. You know, she, it's yeah. all controlled and safe, it's great. Most foragers don't supply sheep and cattle with enough cobalt, copper, iodine and selenium, critical to digestion, immunity, reproduction and growth. When it comes to supplementation, there's a danger of under or oversupply. But when bolusing with Animax Tracior, you can be sure every animal has enough for up to six months in one single application. Animax. Giving what it takes. So, have we, got a que- have we done a question yet? No. No, let's let's do a question. Okay. Thirty minutes in, good effort. Okay. It's basically, just been me talking, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's why I started a podcast. This is my therapy. Well, do you know what? Waffle. I'm just going to change the question based okay. on what you've just said okay. there. Um, so it's Amber, and what's she... the name of my therapist? <laughs> is that the question? No. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> why? Iona Murray. <laughs> uh, no, I thought uh, just because I mentioned therapy. When? What are you talking about? I talked about this is my therapy, and you says, "Well, just because you've said that, I'm going to change oh, the question." All right, sorry, no. But you meant something else. I no, said. I meant something okay. else about about you just saying it's been you talking. That's why you started a podcast. So Amber said, "Just wondering what made you want to start the podcast and the inspiration behind it." And I wonder if there's a good chance for you to maybe give a wee bit of background on Fed as well. Yeah, so Fed by Farmers was an idea I had three years ago, maybe four years ago as a as a coverall brand of like how could we do something that's all of farming chatting to different you know doing something with different farmers making videos on different farms Mm -hmm. and i initially thought as well get it as a clothing brand 
mm-hmm. that's like we're not in your chest with pride to say you know fed by farmers mm-hmm. and it's, it's it, for me it's meant to encourage thought you know it's, it's, it's positive for a start i don't like you see loads of these things it's like it has negative words in it no farmers no food no future mm-hmm. great slogan but it's still quite negative mm-hmm. no 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 yeah. you can't do it without us yep whereas i wanted something that was just all i'm about is positivity you know that yeah anyone that follows my facebook page unless it's talking about dogs off leads uh it's <laughs> all i don't do negative things no like i don't come on ranting i don't um speak about well i rant on here a little bit but i don't i just stay away from negativity no but i feel like you don't you don't rant you give opinions on things thank you that's very nice of you unless it's dogs then i do rant yeah uh, and we'll come back to that but uh, so fed by farmers was my way of a positive branding positive message and it should be folk read it and go fed by farmers oh yeah i suppose we are yeah it's like a united thing yeah it's something it, it that unites actually, us all there, every single person in yeah. this world and you know what there's maybe that's a wee task for us to find something else a statement that's true about every single person in the world well i tell you an incredible one and i thank australia lamb for this okay is that the, every religion can eat lamb yeah that's one of the great things about lamb okay australia lamb did this great advert advert where it's like all the world religions not muhammad because you can't depict him but like Oh, you know, Buddha and Jesus and Zeus and whoever all the gods are. <laughs> Zeus? Well, what religion, Zeus? Well, he's Thor's dad and he's a god of, god of gods. Right. Zeus, you can Zeus with a no, big beard. No, I know, I know Zeus, but I'm just thinking, is, that, is Zeus a religion? Ah, but he's a god. But, so maybe it's just all gods. It's got, are, oh, are gods not just religious? That's a good question. I don't know. There's a good question. Because I feel they're like, Buddha, that's Buddhism. Zeus. Zeusism. I just don't think. Zeusism? Z- I don't know. Anyway, he's, he's in, he's Thor's dad. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure he's in, I'm sure he's in this, I'm sure he's in this advert. And uh. that's the good thing. It's, oh, they're sitting about and they go, what are we going to eat? And someone goes, we could have lamb. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I love lamb. Yeah, and then they, they all, eat all eat lamb. Because, yeah, every religion uh, mm-hmm. eats lamb. Are you religious? No. 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 But I am... You know, I'm, not, I'm one of these people, I'm very respectful of people. I, I make fun a little bit and have a wee joke about it, mm-hmm. but I'm very respectful of people who are religious. What do you think happens when you die? Do you think that's just it? Well, I, I, I look at it two ways, okay. right? Okay, this is really getting deep. Like, and you know, I always say this because we dealt with death all the time in, in the CID and the, the police, mm-hmm. constantly dealing with death and dead bodies and whatnot. But the only people that are really at peace are the dead ones. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So folk used to, you know, people uh, say you're doing, commit suicide. We used to do a lot of suicides mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, you never feel sorry for them. No, it's the family. It's the people that's left. Yeah. Because they're at peace now. Mm-hmm. You know, their problems are over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what they, because their problems, depression or whatever are so bad, they just can't factor in the damage they do to the people left behind. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the people left behind you need to feel sorry for because they're they're destroyed by it. Um, and so, but either you're at perfect peace because you're dead and it's over, mm-hmm. and the hernia is gone, and the pain in my <laughs> knee and my right shoulder. And I always joke that, like, when you're young, you think, "Oh, I'm never gonna get old," and you know, oh, I'm gonna live forever. But I think life. I mean, I'm only thirty three. For folk about like Cammy, you know nothing about it. 
but I run things pretty hard, so we're getting there, we're wearing things down quickly. But I think what life does to you is it gives you all these aches and pains. You know, it, it gives you a sore knee and hernia, my ankles like glass, shoulders are a problem all the time. And it starts giving you, my hair's receding badly. It starts doing all these wee things to you so that when you, as you get older, you start thinking, Ready? Aye. <laughs> I've had a good run. Yeah. Aye. Do you know what I mean? You start thinking, wouldn't it be that bad? You know? Yeah. But I think that's the, um, that's the thing. You Yeah, you get to a point where you are ready to die. Yeah. Well, you see these older people, they're, yeah, generally speaking, they joke about it. They know they've, oh, I've got my will done, so I've picked out my spot and mm, all that. You know, they're mm-hmm. at peace with it and I've had a good time. But So I think either bang your deed, gone, mm-hmm. which is what I really do think. Okay. But if someone says, to, you know, someone religious was to say to me, oh, but what about, you know, you're not you're not religious, what about if there is a God? And I'll say, well, if there is a God, how, how nasty would he need to be not to let me in just because I didn't believe in him? Why would I want to pray to a god like that anyway? Yeah. That's my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? As long yeah. as you live your life being a decent person. If he goes up and goes, ah, mate, then I see you in church on a Sunday. And I'm like, hey, you've got me there, Jason. You've got me there. <laughs> 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 We're going to use that so much. I know. Oh, my God. I love it. Big Jace. Um, okay, so that was, have you covered Fed? Yeah, I think so. So that was what the brand, how did, could, what is wrong with us? <laughs> I don't even know how we ended up talking about death again. What is wrong with us? So anyway, yeah, that was that was how Fed started. And then basically I've been thinking about it for so long. Then I got in tow with Al's Cousins, mm-hmm. who's artist, designer, genius. And I told him my idea and asked if he would come on board and work with it. So Al's uh, is a partner in the Fed by Farmers business that mm-hmm. we have set up now. And he does like all the stuff I can't do. Like it wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for him. It would yeah. just be an idea in my head. Yeah. So I didn't have time to do it all. So he did the branding and, and got the whole ball rolling uh, with the clothing and yeah, all the stuff we're doing with that, it's just to build this big brand. It's about positivity and promoting farming. So that is what Fed by Farmers are. And the podcast, I'd previously done podcasts on Patreon through the Sheep Game. Oh, had you? Yeah, so I've done podcasts before. And solo? I, solo podcasts? Solo, yeah, sorry. Uh, and it was online, like Zoom type mm-hmm. calls. So I've done some with like Andrew Marchant come on a podcast. Uh, big Sean from the Viking from Orkney did oh, yeah. a, a, a good one with him. And these are maybe ones we might use someday and, and release on here. But... The people who were on the Patreon, which is like a subscription thing, absolutely loved it. Like, mm-hmm. thought they were great and the feedback was incredible. So I always thought I should really start a podcast. Mm-hmm. But I thought, if I'm going to do a podcast, I want to do it like this. I want to do it in, in person. person. You know, we're lightning setup isn't quite perfect yet. We're no, getting there. We're I wanted good audio quality. Video it so you can put it on YouTube so people can watch it there if they want and get guests in person. It's just different, isn't it? it just For me, it's the, like, I'm all about banter. And you just don't get the banter if they're not there. No. You know, if they're not sitting right in front of you, you just don't get the banter. Mm-hmm. So that is a big thing with uh, what I wanted with this podcast. And then it just all lucky fell in that you happened to be available as well and mm-hmm. uh, and, and made it all work. So, yeah, that's that's kind of fed by farmers, the, the, the update on that. Yeah, okay, fabulous. Um, and I love podcasts as well. I just say, as I've kind of alluded yeah, to it. Yeah, so that's another thing. So, seeing if when you're scanning, do you just have podcasts? Constantly. Playing? Yeah. Constantly. And if I am somewhere without a signal, I listen to Audible. Right, okay. So, I listen to a book. I'm listening to Rory Short's book just now, although I'm not sure I like it. He's, he's, he's Who politics. Is Rory Short? He's a former politician. Right, okay. He's on The Rest is Politics with Alistair Campbell. Very right. good podcast. But his he's book's Politics on the Edge. Really good book. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, which I'm not sure the name of now, I've just. Not as into. So, but it's time in Iraq and that's not as... Not as gripping. 
Okay, so we just finished the Forgotten Highlander. By the way, if anyone's looking for a recommendation of a good book, what's that? It's about a former prisoner of war. Um, uh, is Ar- it fact Ar- or Kurt, fiction? Arkut was his name. Fact, fact. But prison, Japanese prisoner of war camps. Right. Okay. Um, incredible stuff. Like, you know, Jap- I've been to Japan. Incredible country. You, you actually can't believe it's the same country. Really? They're the nicest people. Oh, like you walk into a shop, it's like they're actually buzzing to see you. Really? Oh, they're like, hiya, hiya, how you doing? Then when you leave, they're like, bye bye. Oh, like. Great, (laughs) amazing country. You would fit right in there. I would, I I could. I'm a cheery guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hiya. You sound like Karen Dankeman. Oh, the prisoner of war stuff, my God. Mm. Like, it's like it was a different country, like, compared to what it is nowadays. Like, absolutely shocking the way they were treated. Like, shocking stuff that happened. And it's all in that book, The Forgotten Highlander. So that's my recommendation. Right. So we've now, Angela, Jeff, Harry and Ben Graham are wondering. So they are in live in North Yorkshire and they visited the Isle of Arran, northeast of Scotland and briefly the Isle of Skye on holiday. And they want to ask which other islands you would recommend they visit on their next holiday to Scotland. Very Scottish podcast this, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a very Scottish podcast. Although half of our guests have been English. Mm-hmm. Haven't they? We've had Heather, we've had Lizzie, we've had David Cooper. Yep. Kaz. Mm-hmm. So we've had four English guests on And already. also, they're from Yorkshire. They're from England. Yeah, but, you know, we're going to talk about Scotland. But let's talk about I Scotland. We're, we're, we're Western Isles. Did she say Western Isles? No. I mean, answered. it's a it's easy answered. one. Yeah, Western Isles. Go to Harris. Barra. Barra was my favourite. Barra. All those put Uist. Yeah, yeah. All incredible. So, yeah. My that, granddad was born in Uist. There you go. It's <laughs> a side note. Thanks for that. No problem. No, no, that's nice. That's nice. Um, okay. Do you have another question? Yes, I do. What about questions for you? No, there's no questions for me. Oh, guys. <laughs> ask questions for Iona. Uh, what about your, before you ask that one, what about LinkedIn? Tell us about LinkedIn for people that don't know what LinkedIn is. What do you mean? Well, you were talking about your LinkedIn the other day. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Yeah, no. I want to promote your LinkedIn. Am I allowed to promote it here or no? Yeah, go well, see, for it. I, I, don't, I don't really use LinkedIn. What? I feel like you're saying that like I'm a big user of LinkedIn. I'm not. Oh, you were, all right, okay, the way you're talking about the other day, I thought you were like, you're quite no, into it. No, so I'll tell you what that came about was me asking you what you would say my job title was. Oh, as to a joke. it? Oh, no, that was, I was okay. saying as a joke because I do everything. Ah, and then yeah, okay. you said why and I said to update my LinkedIn. Oh, and you, so it was a double joke? It was a double joke. Ah, Yeah, right, okay. it was a double joke. Right, I apologise. But, but let's talk about... Because yeah, I was quite offended. It's, it's the way I see it. You're only on LinkedIn if you want another job. <laughs> it's so like dating like, apps. Get off that LinkedIn. <laughs> I, what are you still doing on Tinder? Do you know what I mean? Get off that LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, so next question. But check out Iona's LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, why not? Do not offer her a job. <laughs> yeah, please do. I'll name and shame any, any companies that approach her. Okay, next question. Okay, so... Okay, so this is just Gail... Um, who... A strong girl. A strong girl. <laughs> I always love that when it's going to be, uh, when the, the storm's coming and you see you ever see the memes when it's like a weather map, like a map of the UK, then it's Gail from Coronation Street <laughs> with a massive, bi- a massive bicep. <laughs> strong Gail's forecast. <laughs> um... So it's just talking a wee bit. I think this is just about your kind of character. But um, Gail is just saying, basically asking how you managed to keep your composure with your dog attack recently. Mm-hmm. And she was wondering if it's like the police background helps and you can switch into work mode and keep your composure when dealing with these situations. Yeah, it probably is. It probably is. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think you've just got that kind of nature anyway. Oh, uh, you would have to do something like probably direct towards Lizzie or the kids or something to really get me like... Have you ever lost your temper? Punching you in the throat. Like, have you ever done that? Oh, I've lost oh, I've lost my temper. Of course I have. Have yeah. you? Aye. I mean, I can't remember the last time I did it. Um, I lost my temper, really. Probably not. I used to, I mean, I'd lose my temper occasionally in the police. Like, Would you? That's hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, various reasons. Usually when someone's fighting with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd give them a couple of chances to stop it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're maybe throwing punches or start some of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, you've had your chance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was even losing my temper at that point. I know. I'm trying to think of an example of when I I've lost my temper. I think losing your temper's quite, it mean, it's something quite extreme. Oh, someone spat. I someone spat and it went in my mouth one time. <gasps> yeah, I lost oh, my... Oh, God. I, I lost my temper that time. That did wind me up. Yeah, that was that was just so dirty, man. I was raging. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. that's so it, disgusting. It's not as if it was like some tidy bird. It was like some horrible wee guy. <laughs> it was like, oh, I was... No, because the problem is... And then what made it worse is then they start shouting they've got AIDS. That's what they do. Yeah. These folk, like this, like these guys you deal with, you know, generally, well, was a drug user. They, they, they start spitting and then say they've got AIDS. Because they know if they do that, you end up, like if they get it on you, it's crazy, you have to go to like a hospital and all that. So I can't remember what happened to that if I, oh, I can't remember what happened to that. If I ended up going to the hospital just for a check, I think I maybe did. A blood test or something. I can't, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I bothered because he didn't actually have AIDS. Right. This was years ago. This is when I first started. I learned my lesson to stay away from these people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably the last time. But in terms of working the dog, like getting angry, a big believer, see losing your temper. You mm-hmm. never make a better decision when you're angry. No. You never make a better decision when you're angry. And generally, you regret the decisions you make mm-hmm. when you're angry. So as soon as you feel yourself boiling over, yeah, take a breath. Keep keep cool here. Let's let's you know sort Bring this situation. Yeah, because. You never, ever make a better decision when you're angry and then you regret it. I remember one day, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you who I credit that saying with. Some people listening to the show know it, but James Andrew, he, one day we were shearing and James Andrew never loses his temper. Okay. Like, no matter how bad the day's going or what problems happen, never seen him get angry. Mm-hmm. And and he's under a lot of pressure and, you know, shearing a lot of sheep and tired all the time, which is usually what causes short temper, is tiredness. Mm-hmm. But one day we're way behind already having a disaster of a day and then we're going somewhere and the wheel comes off the trailer which happens a lot as well i should say the <laughs> shearing trailer one of the wheels comes off so right need to pull into the side of the road and we're around it's like oh this is another disaster like it's going to cost us another hour or so because you know we couldn't pull it as it was mm-hmm. and i said to him like do you never like he was totally calm i'm like do you never get mad about these things and he's like how's that going to help and i was like could it just it was like i can a moment like that with me i was like Good point. The only person you're punishing is yourself. Yeah, well, all the people around about you. Mm-hmm. You know. No, but I mean, sorry, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you. I was gonna say it's <laughs> the the people who love you most. But do you know, the only people you're hurting is the people who love you most. But that reminds me of a hilarious meme. <laughs> now I've got tangents. I love a good tangent. There's this great meme. Have you ever seen these people with the septum piercings? Oh, I've seen people with them. Yeah. Yeah. So a septum piercing for anyone that doesn't know, it's like basically like a bull. Mm-hmm. Like a bull has a ring through its nose. That's there's like people do that to themselves and have this septum piercing thing. And the meme, it's like a family cuddling each other. Mm-hmm. And the meme is <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'll put it on, put it on the screen here just now for anyone watching YouTube. But the meme is, <laughs> do septum piercings hurt? And then it says they hurt the people who love you most. 
I don't care. Because they have to look at it. Because like, it's like Deceptum Pearson's heart, they hurt the people who love you most. Because like, imagine funny. like your your beautiful daughter or son, be a beautiful daughter, Deceptum. puts a bloody ring for her nose like a bull. I used to um, have my nose I pierced. I guess he used to have no, Deceptum pierced. No, I didn't have Deceptum, but I used to have my nose pierced. Right. Fell out. Okay. And then just didn't do it again? Uh, no, I actually did it twice more. Both times fell out as well, but I have got a tiny nostrils. Okay. Um, so so it, it's hard to get the back in there? Yeah. It looks like a kind of corkscrew, but yeah, it was um, quite... Quite difficult. Okay, yeah. No, it's better anyway. It's no... It's for young lasses, is it, no? Yeah, I'm too old for that now. Aye, aye, over the hill. Aye, that. Aye, aye, aye. You had a good run. Yeah. How's the aches and pains? Fine. Aye. Just a bad neck, but... Aye, it's okay. I'm going to get myself a laptop stand. Oh, because you're looking down like this? Yeah. I end up with a hump. Neck. Aye, mm. okay. Get your standing desk as well. We'll review it at the budget meeting. Anyway, we're getting on there. We're on for 50 minutes there. Okay, let's Did, wrap this up. Was there another up. question? Is that, we've done, we've done a let's few questions. Let's wrap it. Wrap yeah. it, wrap it, wrap it. Okay, thanks again to our sponsors, Crystalix and Animax. Absolute bloody legends <laughs> for coming on with the, with the podcast. Hope you enjoyed their slick little videos as well if you're watching on YouTube. And of course, the audio files there too. Iona, anything exciting happening this week? Or this weekend, I should say? Well, we've got the NFU. Yes, okay. This oh, will this will actually be out. out yeah, this will be out the morning of the NFU conference. So as we speak, we'll we're at, we're at the NFU conference. Yes, and we're going to record a bit of content there. Hopefully, I might bottle it and be too shy and be like, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, but we'll see. So yeah, that's what we're both doing this week. Yeah, you're away in Inverness. Inverness, rush home. Then I'm in Aaron. Are you when straight you? home? Two days in Inverness, home over to Aaron for a day. Early boat, last boat back nfu conference it's all go anyway thanks for listening folks i've been cami i've been iona and we are both fed, fed by, by farmers, farmers.